0: hello and welcome to down the slope once again i'm ewan and this week we have a full house greg has returned from his uh, extended off-season break how you doing greg
1: yeah not bad not bad how you doing lads
0: i'm good mate harry liam user back once again how you doing no,
2: no, it's just, um, I think uh, me, me and Liam are too polite, eh, so we both let each other speak first. Um, I'm, I'm doing all right, mate. Thank you. Nice job, Greg. Doing
3: I'm doing good as well, actually. Had I had a wee bit of a slightly quieter weekend than the weekends of recent, so uh, <laughs> it was
2: just
3: just, 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 just eight pints on Saturday. So my body's into kind of full detox mode now after that.
0: Well, fun, funny you mentioned that. So I just had my first weekend with zero alcohol consumed and zero sort of going out other than around the golf on Friday night and Sunday, since the lockdown restrictions started getting lifted in May. And then today we've just been slapped with ten days isolation because my fourteen-year-old sister tested positive with zero symptoms. The rest of us in the house have all tested negative, and so obviously we were in London last weekend and. We just thought, you know what, we'll just get proper tests done. None of us had symptoms of that, but we just thought we'll get proper tests done just in case. And uh, I, my 14-year-old sister's picked up from somewhere. She wasn't in London or that. So 10 days right up my chuff. So I kind of wish I had went out the weekend now, but it is what it is. Harry, how was your stint on Five Live? I know that was, that
2: was interesting. Um, it was quite funny because um, I work in PR, so um, quite a few of the work colleagues listened to it. Like, I like, didn't tell anybody that I was going to be on it so as soon as I was on it I got like four messages Were you just on Five Live talking about how England are going to get beat 2-0? Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah no, it was, it was really good um, made, made, a, made a friend with a jambo believe it or not, um, the Hearts guy that was on it with me was a really nice guy um, we were saying potentially we could have some form of um, rivalry podcast against one another similar to what we did with the preview for the semi-final, I think yeah. it could be quite fun for our summer planning um, so yeah, you never know. That might materialise into something. Yeah, but he,
3: well, I did see I that really he be playing up, them this season. No. I did I see four yeah,
0: sure times. T- I did see he was tweeting utter shite about Hibs today, though. So we'll see, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Liam, how, how's your uh, Liam Greg? How's weekends? What like, he's been up to since we're last recording? Well, Greg, what have you been up to since you last footage three, three, three year ago? Well, I
1: had to take the Monday off that podcast after London. I was in a bad way. Um, yeah, that Saturday night in London got a bit a bit too much for me. Um, Can't hack it, old age. Other than that, it's been work, the occasional game of golf, and just the uh, two pints and ten morgans at the weekend. So, aye, <laughs> it's quiet for me. It felt suitably grim yesterday, so lesson learned. I think not, because we'll probably we'll be doing it again next weekend or this weekend coming. So we'll see. You I mean, You're 20s. Your
3: powers of recovery should be much fucking stronger than they are. I'm disappointed to hear all the wallowing and self pity that's going on in this yeah. podcast. This bit, I'm an end that this. No. that's what
1: that is.
3: I, I swear. I mean, before we launch into a thing about hangovers and stuff, I know it's there. There is no uh, silver bullet for hangovers. But I swear by drinking these rehydration sachets before I go to bed. I Very seldom remember ever drink them, but like you get them out of boots and you literally oh, put them into a dang. bottle of water and drink them for you. It's basically just uh, what do you call them? Um, not a black aye. Basically, um, I'm 90% of the time I'm too pissed to remember to take them, but on the odd occasion, when I remember to take them. I wake up on the Sunday and I'm like, I'm not too bad, my moves not like Gandhi sandals. I reckon I could go again on the Sunday, but aye, <laughs> yeah, let's say the better. Well, the better.
0: Right, let's get in there. Hibs, Hibs are back today, uh back to pre season uh today. So our sole focus is on Hibs, fuck Scotland. Uh, that was that was a good laugh while it lasted. Um one thing. Training kit, blue or purple?
1: Purple. One hundred percent purple. And whoever series differently he really needs to <laughs> go and have a second look or go to the opticians because there's no way that's blue.
2: I thought it was white and gold. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna
3: go indigo oh, just to be different, stand out for the crowd. Indigo is my colour, I think.
0: Nah, I, I, it's definitely purple for me, but I'm sure it'll, I'm sure that'll go on throughout the, uh, throughout the season, right? So we had planned for tonight to do a sort of um, Hibs Euro 11 in the honour of the fact that the Euros are ongoing, and obviously our next competitive game is a European qualifier against who? We are not hundred percent sure yet until uh, I think it's the week before the first round game gets played, so we won't have all that much notice. But David Gray, it was announced today, has hung up his boots and joined the first team coaching staff. Harry, um, just talk to me about David Gray and sort of everything that he sort of symbolised at Hibs over the last sort of seven years. Now it's been since he signed.
2: That's mental. How long it's been, eh? Um... He's one of those players, like the whole story was brilliant because he signed from Burton Albion, and then the Hibs fans didn't really want him when he first signed. And then it was one of those signings that got slated non stop from our little wee mates across the town. Um, wee mates, wee gimped. Um, and yeah, no, just every, everything you want in a Hibs player, like everything that um Greg pounds on about every week after we've had a bad performance, you want that weaker on the pitch that will give their all, even if they get beat, they've given everything in every game he did. Um, I think it was. Telling in the last couple of seasons that his legs were going a bit, because I think his energy is something that made that like made him the player that he was. The fact yeah. that he would just bomb up and down the pitch the whole game, um, but yeah, now that that bold Napa has he eh, has, has given us some memories, and you know, he's genuinely, in my opinion, the biggest club legend ever. I don't think you can top the guy that's won hips of Scottish Cup in the twenty first century. So for me, if if he got a statue erected outside the stadium, I wouldn't complain. I I, I think he would thoroughly deserve it just for that one moment.
0: I would absolutely back that. I would give a... I, I would probably put a wee cut of a of quid towards it as well if it was something that the fans were to organise themselves with the club. I think it's something that should look to be done as well. Most teams do have various statues and stuff and I think there's enough space behind the West Stand. I mean, just get rid of a fucking car parking space or something and you'll, you'll be good to go. Um, Liam, David Gray, he was the first player that Alan Stubbs signed and like Harry said... If you're saying, and I feel for Burton Albion. But I think people were thinking it wasn't exactly. Yes, here we go. That's a the championship. But do you think he sort of symbolised everything that was good uh, about that period as well? I guess still that period of being had over in the last sort of seven years.
3: I, I mean I'm a big believer in going back to like w- the circumstances when someone came into a club, or w- what you know what <laughs> setup was like when he came into the club. And if I remember rightly, there was like eight or nine first-team players in the books. I remember going to watch Stubbs' first game away at Vale, even in a pre-season friendly. And the recognised first-teamers were like Owen Tudor-Jones, Liam Craig, Alex Harris, Michael Jason Martin. Cummings. It was just a, an absolute gang put together. And then David Gray came in. And I'm not saying he did it single-handedly, but he was a big part in the culture change that we've seen in this club. Yeah, um, he's a, He's a winner. Um, he's proven that he's a winner. His determination is probably his strongest attribute. Even the last couple of seasons, it's been quite evident that the legs have been starting to, to maybe fail him a wee bit. The determination still exists to go in and win every single 50-50. I've never seen the guy pull out of a challenge in his time at Hibs. Um, and a threat in the opposition box. I mean, how many right-backs have got a goal-scoring record like David Gray's? Uh, 14 goals, I think it was this year today. He scored for the club I mean that's quite a record for right back most right backs be lucky to get anywhere near that in their career um never mind in a seven-year stint at Hibs and, and you know last couple of those play very little so there's just not really much more that's left to be said about the guy he gave us probably the greatest moment in the we'll experience in football in terms so you know we've got to thank him for that and it's great to see that he's, that he's hanging around
0: yeah, I think I think what you were saying there with the goals and assists. I'm sure it worked out at something like like you said, 14, 15 goals, and it was pretty much the same for assists. It worked out at something stupid like a goal and assist. It could every six or seven games, like on average, because I think I'd say thirty. It was circa thirty goal contributions in hundred seventy-seven games, and I think you wouldn't necessarily think David Gray would be that player. I don't think, but uh, Greg, what, what's your favorite David Gray goal out with the cup final? Because you've got screaming against Rangers. He's first profe- He had never scored a goal before he signed for him. Yeah. His goal at Ibrox was his first goal. Bromby away, uh, eh, Tripoli at home, like Queen of the South, and the day we got promotion. Where, where you start?
1: Um, his first game fibs when he smashed the boy at Berwick. <laughs> like he actually sent the boy into orbit and then got up and stuck it in the bottom corner. That was world class. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think the one against Rangers that, that day just that just set off a total um annihilation. Um I think it was just about ten minutes after that that Scotland took Ian Park for and we walked in the, in the pitch. But um yeah, that goal against Rangers and to be fair, triple as well. Massive goal for us at that point point. and Brombay, like it's so very well scoring goals where he scores important goals, it seems at all times. So yeah, no, absolutely. Think any of his goals can be out with the cup final can be underestimated because, like you say, it's the it's not just the goals it's the assists as well and you know he provided so much for right back and the legs had gone and I think he knew that um, but he's given so much to the club that you know you can't you can't just think about the last two years that he struggled you have to think about it as a whole so absolutely what yeah. a servant for the the club and he you know, never ever um gave us any less than 100%, so you can never argue with that.
0: Yeah, I think as well, Like when you see, I know a few people that have met him and stuff through the club and that, and he seems like, just, one of the people you think just gets the club, but I think when you say people get the club, I think like what Liam said, you look at people, players like him, Stevenson, uh, Darren McGregor, when he came in, Paul Hanlon, they are the club. They they the club that it is now. They players have created that culture that when new players come in, they are the ones that they look up to. You see the likes of Christian Doyle, Newell and stuff, giving it I guess the standard pitch on social media. But not everyone will do that. Not everyone will get that. And it, it's hard to see. obviously. It's disappointing, I guess, that we never got to give them any type of send. Or hopefully, with what Jason Leach said yesterday about plans and stuff, but. We've not been very good at following plans over the last 18 months. So we'll see. But hopefully there's full, sta- uh, full, full stadiums again soon and we could give them a send off. Um my writing sending that I thought there was something about arranging a testimonial or something like that. So hope hopefully that all goes through. I don't know if they're that do if they're thinking pre season or what, but hopefully it can be well attended whenever it is. Um we had spoke about how he had said he thought he maybe did want to keep playing football. Um but I think I've for me, I'm delighted to see him going to the coaching staff and not have to see him, even if it was on loan somewhere else, not have to kick yeah. a ball for anyone else. Are you all happy with that move? Yeah.
2: I, I, I remember saying that a few weeks back. No, that would that'd have been, that'd been too weird. Oh. Does, it, does it surprise you at all that he's went straight into the first team coaching as opposed to elsewhere in the club? You, you didn't but, go, uh, I did not think you go from captain to the young team to be honest I think if you're a captain you go straight into coaching with the same club I think it makes perfect sense because he's already a leader Like I think the main problem is if you retire and you're not really in that position it can be weird but he's obviously one of the vocal leaders in the team so it makes sense for me
3: I think for me I think there's been an opening there hasn't there because they were reportedly yeah William Fox uh, yeah, Grant Murray's yeah. obviously moved on so there's a there's a position vacant there so I think it makes it I think the fact that he's in and around the first team as well does mean it uh, makes sense as well as there being an opening. Um but it's a you know I, I don't get too hung up on these things but it's a third defender isn't it in the in the sort of yeah. first team coaching setup so you've got Jack Ross, John Potter and David Gray in charge of first team duties. We'd like to see maybe a bit of emphasis put on um a slightly like more kind of attacking-minded coach potentially to help with creativity, etc. But we'll see. That might not be as done in terms of the, the first team coach in the department. Yeah,
0: so um hypothetical situation. Jack Ross leads Hibs to the Champions League in two seasons' time. He moves on. David Gray has served his time as first team coach. Becomes Hibs manager. Darren McGregor's finally hung up the boots. He goes in as assistant manager. <laughs> Everything is rosy in the garden, um. But no, look, I think we could sit and talk about David Gray for forever, and um, I think everyone would be quite happy to sit, unless it is talk about David Gray. But I think we would just go round and round in circles as well, because you can't. I don't think anyone can do injustice, and let's be honest, for what he's done for the club. And like Liam said, I don't think anyone's ever experience that euphoria that we did that day in May two thousand and sixteen. So let's move on to what we thought was going to take the full podcast. Hibs Euro 11. So quick brief down of the rules. Each of us have picked uh, starting 11. You're only allowed one player from each European country. Um, I think all of us maybe. I think Greg's got a Scottish player in there. I don't know if Harry does, but you're allowed a Scottish player, you're allowed an English player, a Welsh player, and argument. And we're basically going off of how UEFA see it. So Northern Ireland, Ireland. Uh, if you want Israel, they're in Europe, even though they're in, it, even though they're in. Uh, they're technically in Asia. The UEFA yeah, have them as being Europe. So if if we've ever had anyone say Azerbaijan, I know you could have them if you wanted. But who would like to set us off with their goalkeeper?
1: Oh God, look, like my goalies will come as any surprise. It's Daniel Anderson from Sweden.
0: He's not my goalkeeper.
2: Uh, Eric, I've i went for the, the big man himself. I think it's the obvious option. The best goalkeeper of our lifetime, uh, Conrad Logan.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm really disappointing you. Him? Um, I thought you were going to go for Tannen.
2: Mate, <laughs> Conrad Logan's my boy. Like I'm not making a hibs alone. But... Uh, Liam, who you got?
3: I made a last-minute addition, or last-minute substitution in my team, and I also have uh, Sweden's Daniel Anderson.
0: I also made a last-minute substitution by taking out... Uh, Daniel Anderson after asking you a lot what the rules were and I put in Marciano because I think he's comfortably comfortably the best goalkeeper in our lifetime by a country oh, mile Did he win? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll
2: just
0: leave
2: that there leave that
0: there mate um, Right so what we'll do is we'll um, we'll put every every position that we choose uh, out in a poll and then we'll, we'll go through it and see what, what the team is and but that'll that'll be in place by the time we uh we take on our next game. So we've got that that two votes for Daniel Anderson, one for Conrad Logan and Marciano. What formation have we all went for? I've went for a four three three. We all got a I've flat got, back four. Yeah,
1: I've gone
3: I've got four five one.
0: Harry, what have you got three at the back? I I've,
2: I've got wing backs three five two. Right, okay, so give us. Um, I can do right wing back, and then when you do a midfielder, I'll just give the extra centre back. That's fine, right.
0: So, let's go for our right-back slash right wing back I'll set us off. I've got Norway's Nicholas Gunnarsson.
1: Me too. So, the...
2: Right-back, <laughs> see, listen, listen, I'm, I'm going for Scottish Cup wins for the team I'm building. And what we need to remember to get to the Scottish Cup final, we've learned from uh, Paddy Fenling, you don't need a necessarily good team. But, you need a set-piece taker. So I went for the obvious option at right-back, or sorry, right-wing-back, we've got Tom James. There
0: we go. <laughs> right, okay. So right-back slash right-wing-back, we've got Nicholas Gunner. Well, Tom James.
1: Well, that's Harry finished then. He's had enough. He's had enough of this <laughs> already.
0: Interesting discussion point around Tom James. When David Geree retiring, Tom no, James is right-back. <laughs> <laughs> Right, centre half. So we'll do. Well, I'll just we'll just give all our centre halves at once. So Harry, you can give your your three. Um, so my centre half, I said the fucking no, no. I said Norwegian it. Eh? So I've got Ulrik Larsen. Struggled there. Ulrik Larsen of Denmark and Frank Soze, That's my French contingent. That's my two centre halves. I'm gonna guess that that's probably Liam's two as well. Yes. Greg, who have you got centre-half?
1: You've got Larson at centre-half. Uh-huh. you got me Are you two winding me up? No, that's where they played, aye. He played
0: centre-half. I've got
1: Rob Jones and Frank Sosey at the back. Nice. Harry, who's your three centre-halves?
2: I was actually, I was saying before, I didn't think that you would pick him because I think he's the most underrated Hibs player of all time. But I've got Nicholas Gunnarsson at the right of the three centre-backs where he used to play predominantly. Right, okay. um, also, that ties in with Tom James, whacking in the quality corners and then Gunnarsson's there to head them home, can he knock it? And then obviously, you can't really um, like make a hibs defence without Frank Sozzi. So Frank Sozzi is obviously in the middle. And then I thought, I just, I
0: just want to have a bit of a wild card. So I thought, we'll play Matty Jack at the left centre-back and just see what he does. Yeah, he just that, absolutely attack him In the first team I had, I had a back three of Larson, Sozio and Matty Jack. That yeah. was, and then I had, who did I have at right wing? Do you know, I was struggling at the point. And I think now that when we thought fought a Gunnarsson, I probably should have went back to the first time. But I've got Matty Jacks on my team, but it's not. And I, I did have him in a back three to start with. I thought he could play on the right of the back three. Larson on the left of the back three, so in the middle. I think that would have been the bollocks. Um, left back, Greg, then, because you've used your English one, so it's not David Murphy who is probably the best left back in a lifetime.
1: I've, I've, I've told you. Um,
0: oh, Larson, sorry,
1: yeah. Oh, like Larson. Oh, I, I
3: thought he was going to go with Roland Edge there for a minute.
1: <laughs> it's not quite that bad, I don't think.
0: So I've got yeah, David Murphy. Murphy. Who he is. <laughs> I've got David Murphy at left back. Harry. No, let Liam go first. Yeah,
3: right, okay. uh, I've got me the, the the best first touch in all of football, David Murphy.
0: Yeah. So me and Liam have the exact same back four. And I think that speaks volumes for our football intellect as opposed to used to.
2: Right, well, well again you're gonna to have to hear me out here. So um... I've, I've picked my midfield and I, I, I thought, you know, I need, I need him to be on the pitch because he's kind of missed do it all. You know, he can score, he can defend, he's got legs. And I'm, I've i decided to put a kind of Slavka out at left uh, wing back, hell. Just like I'm bombed in the wing and that and he can score.
1: <laughs> <screeners> <laughs> Harry, yeah. go actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just take this seriously, man, because <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate,
2: <laughs> we're winning the Scottish Cup and you can't fucking stop us. Yeah. <laughs> it. Um, am I, am I that, say that he
0: played right wing back? I think against Celtic.
3: Yeah. I did
0: die against Celtic. Right, let's start getting some justification in there answers then. Right, um, I did have Sulfka in my team, but I'd done everything I could to get him out. Uh, because
3: I, it just wasn't. I know. I know why you've not got him in the team because you've got Machula Vicious up front. <laughs>
0: I can gladly say, unlike our colleagues across the city, there is not a Lithuanian in sight in my fucking team. Um, so <clears throat> how are we setting up in midfield? I've got two setters and then a sort of number ten, and as my central three, Harry, what have you got? And as you're sort of free in the middle of the park in terms of
2: layout, um, oh, am I missing a player? <laughs> oh no, I've written a... F- I think I've confused myself. Wait, you, have to you said back. you were three five two. I'm three five two, but I've missed it. A central midfielder, come back. To <laughs> <laughs> get away from I got confused. Uh, you, you right. come on. I'll be, I'll be
0: back Greg, how say. Greg. How have you set up your
1: midfield? Right, so I've gone for one holding um, and two, just, just in front.
3: And Liam, you've got a flat forward. I'm you? the same. Nah, oh, I've okay. got, yeah, I've, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a holding midfielder two, two. Box to box central mids, and I've got a right and a left winger.
0: Right, okay, right. So, my first of the two sort of number sixes, I guess, um, is Matty Jack. Yeah, I've got,
1: Matty, all got Jack. Matty Jack in there. Yeah, Harry, yeah, you've Matty Jack. Got,
0: Harry, you've already got Harry's Matty Jack. I've probably
1: got uh, some weird and wonderful <laughs> player in
0: there. Well, let Harry keep on thinking about his other centre mid, so we'll move on to the second one so Harry can give us his first one. Harry, who's your first central midfielder?
2: Um, my first central midfielder, of course, I'm gonna put him in. He's gonna just sit there and destroy everything. Him and Matty Jack are gonna be best mates. I've got Papa Gogic in there.
0: Me too. He's my other holding midfielder.
2: Terrible. I'm not
0: letting. I'm not letting fucking naked through my midfield. And just a wee plug, go and listen to our Matty Jack interview if you haven't already. It was very, very, very good. Uh, if I if I do blow our own trumpet, what a guy. And if you're ever in Germany, uh, head over to his Irish bar. You do. Uh, he does talk about it in the in the in the podcast. Um. So, Greg, I didn't think you'd have Gogic. So, who is your second midfielder?
1: Vicentus Slivka.
0: Fuck off, man!
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, he's fucking terrible.
1: So bad. He's got Gogic in there, my pal. So. I'll not not take any lessons off you, mate. Has Gogic scored a a 25-yarder at Ibrox? No, I don't think so. We'll be quiet then. Move on.
0: (laughs) Don't start coming for for my pal. I put Gogic in my team to get Slavka out. Slavka made my bench. That's just
1: pathetic, isn't it? Jack Ross over there, shut up. So negative.
0: Speaking of Jack Jack, Ross, Liam, what have you got?
3: (laughs) So uh, I've got I've got Matty Jack sitting in the two in front of him I've got two absolute ballers. Um, one is uh, Hungary's Dennis Rosa.
0: Okay, yeah, he comes. Uh, he's my number ten. Dennis Rosa is my sort of attacking of the three, uh, given the free roll. You kind of just be having loads of dodgy midfielders if you're going to give someone that free roll. I mean, what what stands out? The Greg, do you have Dennis Rosa in there? Does he make up your midfield?
1: Uh, I do because he's an absolute player. A bit like Slivka, so um, I would say Rosa just edges the ability, but two absolute ballers in the midfield.
0: What's your um and thoughts with Rosa and and I had Only made twelve league appearances because it was January he signed in and he was only there until until the summer. Um, he was really good though in that sort of second half of that season under Lane. I was really impressed, and was quite disappointed when he left by all accounts.
1: Yeah, I thought I he thought was very good to be fair, but I think you could see a little we weren't going to keep him. But, he
0: just, yeah. He'd just been at rules, right? I think there might have been a club in between, but...
1: Aye, uh, he went to some lower league
3: rubbish on loan and didn't do it, and then he came to us, and then he went, he went back to Ferenc Baros, who like, are a big, big club in Hungary. I, I wouldn't class yeah. myself as an expert on Hungarian football, but they are kind of the big club in, in, in Hungary. Uh, I think he's made a number of international appearances. He was a lovely, kind of balanced footballer that just seemed to pick up the ball in pockets of space. But I think a lot of maybe the reason why we didn't keep him was was financial, but I think also that Mixu team was not a classic Cubs team. And there were a lot of players who were just not on the same wavelength as him at all. It was
0: very functional, wasn't it? Yeah. uh, Very sixth place. (laughs)
3: Like, <laughs> I just, shout, shout out to Mixu though for playing inverted wingers before anyone else did because I remember him starting Alan O'Brien on the right wing uh, before anyone else did and if anyone's seen Alan O'Brien
1: play, he was left-footed but he didn't have a left foot and he certainly did not have a right foot <laughs>
0: If
1: anyone's seen Alan O'Brien play it would give you hope because he was murder <laughs> Right,
0: Harry, have you found your last minute recruit?
2: So, I'm having, I'll give you the last minute recruit after the second one because the um, last minute recruit's is playing slightly further forward. So, we've got Gogic on the right, then on the left. Remember, we're playing to win Scottish Cup here, boys. We don't care about the league. We might get relegated whilst we're doing it. But we need to remember how good this guy was before his confidence was shattered. We're playing Victor Palson where he deserves to play. He's going to play in the middle, and anybody that comes tries to come through, he's going to be brave because he's playing in the right position. So, he's actually going to tackle them. He's not just going to shy out of everything, he's going to ping balls through. Now it's going to be glorious. Him and are going to be best mates. It's going to be class.
0: Can I just make an observation, right? Why not have Palson in your back three? Oh, sorry, Slavka still left lineback. Sorry, never mind. Never mind. Aye, why not have Palson in your back three and have Matty Jack in midfield?
2: Um, why not stop asking stupid questions and let the manager dictate the team? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think that um, Matty Jack alongside Sausie just seems quite a beautiful thing. So I'm going to stick them together.
0: Fair enough. So, and who's your last minute recruit that we're not putting any weight towards? I'm assuming it's not Dennis
2: Rose. Uh, no, 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 no. Left no. Left. He's, he's, he's Northern Irish. Um, Greg's going to be particularly unhappy that he's in the team. But I, I think that when he was at Hibs, he was actually phenomenal. I, I think Dean Shields was a great player for Hibs. Um, so, I know he's, he's going to play in behind and I think he's going to do a great job for us when we win the Scottish Cup. He's going to score the winning penalty. I was going to put but Dean
1: Shields the in the goal.
0: I was going to put Dean Shields in my number 10, but I have used up Northern Ireland elsewhere and my, my team still to come. Um, so, recap of the team so far, mind, is Marciano, Gunnarsson, Larson, Sosie, Murphy, Matty Jack, Gogic, Rossa, Liam, you've got Anderson, Gunnarsson, Larson, Sosie, Murphy, Jack, Rossa.
3: And Liam Miller. The late great Liam Miller. Didn't see the best of him at Hibs, I don't think, it's fair to say, uh, under Yogi Hughes. I don't think we saw the 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 player that broke through uh, at Celtic a player in his kind of earlier stages at United. But he um aye, he was a very, very good football player. And I think he, he would be probably my most advanced to the midfielders because I think he had a real knack of aye. scoring goals, both from outside the box and inside the box. Um Again, it's another one of those signings. I think right sign wrong time. We had John Rankin and Kevin McBride, who are somewhat more limited footballers, Paddy I think, shall we say, in the centre midfield at that time. Uh, Padge Craig. I um, <laughs> it was again not a, I mean that Yogi team is not I know we we got in Europe one season, but it was not a vintage team at all. Um and I, I think I just the players around them were just were just no great. Again, I think yeah. play, I think it was his debut away at Hamilton. We lost, I think, two 0 or two one and McLean to Ancuria came back to haunt us. Um, he, and he made his debut with Kevin McBride in midfield um, and he just looked head and shoulders even at that stage I, I
0: had him in my team field. as well uh, I had him in my team but i done some last minute shuffling about and uh, he got he got papped out um, he yeah I did have him but I've, I've, I've used again I've used the Irish contingent elsewhere in my team uh, Greg you're a free midfielder so still got, have we still got one to get from you eh?
1: No, I'm a four-three-three, no. so it's Slivka, Jack, and Rosa. Right.
0: So, Harry, you've got two strikers still to come.
2: That's correct. Nice.
0: Me, Liam, and Greg have three players still to come. Would you like to start on the right or the left of your front three?
1: Um, I don't really mind, to be honest. You can have the honest, Greg. Give us someone. Right. So. It's probably not um, so much that there's a, a right and a left um, in my team. <laughs> You've got three um, centre-forwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Pat Lining as the centre-forward, <laughs> because he can't go right or left. He's just not got it. So, he, he's the centre-forward. <laughs> um, and am I allowed to give just off him? Am I allowed to say that at the moment?
0: Um, just stick. Like- Stick with Patline now. We'll go for our we'll go for our number nines. Um, it broke my heart not putting Mixer in because he was the player that I that he was the first player that I fell in love with that team. The night that we beat Hearts six two. I think I've maybe told this story on here before. You
1: uh, have you know, the neighbour got
0: it. Aye, the the neighbour got it. And actually, my my grand stitched me like a wee doll of Mixu as well. That was class. So,
2: uh-huh. and
0: I used to used to do, Obviously, I was a so I was do, I would do handstands any time I scored a goal. Couldn't be quite do front flip. Give a good bash though, but never been that uh, that agile. But my centre forward is Christian Deutsch like purely because he has a better goal scoring record for Hibs than Pat Lioning, but which actually really surprised me. But uh, aye, so there we go. I have learned the question Deutsch. Um the silence I think uh, tells you everything you need to know about everyone's thoughts on that. But
1: Christian I think we're 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 pretty it. much represents how I'm feeling as well at the moment after that. <laughs> I, I was
3: the I was the Kear Starmer sticker after that, like that. <laughs> I mean I'm actually Pataline and I'm just, just I mean even take away goals and, and, and everything like that, just 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 on like achievements in their career. Don't okay, know how many yeah, times yeah. he played up front for Finland with Yari Lippman and his first touch, his ability to bring other players into the game. The sixth goal in the six-two game.
1: Right, I'm making that one. Christian Dalgic could, one could one. never. No, 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 you no, you're
2: you're no, no, no! Not you're too no. stop bleaching
1: <laughs> it overmixed, you horrible fuck. Yeah, that's it. I bed. <laughs> that's a that's a bad bad shout for you actually. That's probably one of worst I've heard.
0: I have a bad shout, but I went I just went purely start based. Um <laughs> but I say, I, I, I had him in my team the full way through. And do you know what actually originally swayed me? I thought I was gonna put Yakov Vis into midfield. So I <laughs> originally so then I took him out and put this into midfield, then I took him out and basically forgot to put Mixon back in. But
1: and you and you're uh, slagging me for a but you'd have Yakov Vis in midfield. <laughs> I, I, taking the Yarkovist.
0: mate. Mate, I put Yarkovets <laughs> into the fucking team against Lancashire originally. Then took Bess and put Gogic in. <laughs> uh, Liam, who's your number
2: nine? Mix suit Harry. First of your two strikers. Well, when I was younger, um, and I used to go to the games when I was very wee, I used to call two players Uncle, and I used to have Uncle Frank Slausi, because I thought cause his name was Frank, he was my dad, because my dad's called Frank as well, so he think it was my dad's brother. And then I also used to call him Uncle Mick when I was young as well, so I, cu- I couldn't have a head 11 without my uncles in it, so a big mixture of is up top. But as Liam said, he was genuinely a phenomenal football player, and um, no offence to Doidgey, I, I I am a fan of the Deutsche guy, but um, he's not really near that yet. <laughs>
0: There's
2: I've
3: absolutely really, nowhere near that level I've really fucked
0: myself here But right, we'll move on uh, So Harry, you've only got one player left Liam, what have you got? You've got two, two wingers. wingers Greg, you've got two players two off the mm-hmm. Right, I'll go for my Coming in off the left is Anthony Stokes He always likes to drift out there So he's part of the front three But he's got that free reign to With Christian Doyle Jim brackets Mixer in the middle uh, he's got the licence to float out to the left and I think Anthony Stokes in his first spell at Hibs is probably the best striker I've ever seen it, he still in the flesh really I just missed the mixer like, with season tickets and that, Um, Stokes for me is that first season under could anywhere. Oh, him and Griffiths I would say but Stokes gets the edge for the fact he was actually a Hibs player in terms of contracting for me so yep, Stokes is on the left hand side of the front three, I did have Griffiths there when I had Miller in the middle of the park, but I took. I didn't want to get. I didn't want to have a Scottish player in, so I took Miller out, moved the midfield a bit, and got Anthony Stokes on the left. Um, Greg, who's your first off of the uh, mixers?
1: Um, also Anthony Stokes actually. Um, so I'll allow you that one. Um, you've obviously got a lot of making up to do since you picked Dodge, but for me, Mixu and Stokes complement each other well, and, and just wait until you get the third one.
0: Liam, I'm intrigued because obviously you've got two still to come here and you've already already used your quota of uh, Ireland. So Anthony Stokes isn't there. Who's the first one that you've got playing off or slightly wider of Mixu?
3: Me being the plastic paddy that I am, I probably could have picked 11 Irish players to go into this team, but unfortunately um, that wasn't to be. Um, So the one I've got in the left wing, is another guy who had a very short fleet and spell at Hibs. Who um, who a game I don't think we really saw the best of him, but I went on to do decent things. I thought it was actually decent in Here is Ricardo Vaz Ricardo vazte He
0: made your team. He made your team. I had... I mean, do you know what? Should they score a the derby winner? Really? As per fucking usual. We are quite bitter, eh? It's always the ref's fault. Um... <laughs> He played do you know what I remember about Vaz He uh, the mint kit. I don't even know if he ever played in it, but I had it in long sleeve with Vaz eight on the back. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh Jesus fuck. Um Harry, Anthony Stokes, Vazte, either of them make up your front too?
2: Aye, well, I'm, I'm kind of gutted because I had the big grand reveal. I was going to go on a big spiel, uh, but Vashti, but aye, he's the last guy on my team. Uh, fa- well, thanks Liam for popping up over there. Uh, give <laughs> us the spew! give us the spew. I, No, I was just going to go on about how he scored a class goal against Hearts. And in theory, as a living legend, if referees know how to blow their whistle when players are hauled to the ground for um, against their will. Um, but, yeah, no, shocking referee decision took away his legacy at him, which is a shame, because was it not the very next season? Or was it two seasons later he then got West Ham to the Premier League? which Yeah,
0: or was it the next aye, aye, aye,
2: aye, He went six months at Barnsley. A... Aye, no, he, Barnsley. Done
0: at Barnsley. Like he done a season at Barnsley. done a season at maybe even a year and a half at Barnsley, absolutely tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Then he signed for West Ham in the January half, so they'd just been relegated, then scored the winner in the... Uh, in the in the championship final, what well, um he done all right for them in the Premier League, I'm sure as well, didn't he? Thank you. Like
2: no, but
0: I think I, it did he look at like five to...
2: goals or something, which is quite good goal, to be fair for a more half team. And, 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 you, and yes, I thought he was a very, I thought in terms of Scottish football, he was a very well rounded striker. I thought he was quite good on the ball. He was an actual finisher, in my opinion. Um, and my he was always goals
0: that was the only goal he scored. That was the only goal he scored against Hearts. So that's sort of played against them for me and my team as well. Was you know, you know what game. I'm
1: going to say about that 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 goal that we conceded anyway. So should have defended it better. <laughs> should have been defended better for me. But,
0: um, yeah. So Harry, give us the full wrap up of your team because that's all all 11 of your players.
2: Should we not do full wrap ups after everybody's done their team?
0: No, well, if you or, want, you're, you're uh, the host. Do.
2: Um, all right. So in goals, we've got um, the lovable Conrad Logan. Then we've got a back three of Nicholas Gunnarsson, Le and Matty Jack. Right wing back, we've got Tom James. In the middle at the back, we've got um, Gogic and Paulson, And then left wing back, we've got Vikinta Slifka. And then in the hole behind the two attackers is Dean Shields. And up top is to And playing off Mixto is the lovely Ricardo Vazte. And that is your yeah. Scottish Cup winners 2022. <laughs>
0: So Considering half of them are in their fucking 50s, mate. It's my guys. Liam, who would like to wrap their team up next?
1: Thanks. Um, to... um, so, my third striker is Derek Riordan. So, you um, went
0: Scotland, yeah. You went
1: Scotland. Yeah. Um, that was only scored obviously, the only Scottish player that made that. I know that you didn't have any, but I don't think you can really deny him a place in that side. Like, the things he could do with football were incredible, especially after a night out. You know, <laughs> I kind of like my bed after a night out, but he can score 40 yards in the top bin. So.
0: I've got one thing to pick here, right? Stokes and and like to play central slash left. Mm-hmm. It's very
1: fluid, my front three. <laughs> you gonna... wouldn't be able to handle my back five. My back five and would who... absolutely love
2: them.
0: And who's your... Well, let's say We'll debate the teams after, but we'll see who, who we think. So, you've got a front three of Stokes, Mixer and Rad, and that ain't half bad. And what's your full team?
1: Daniel Anderson, back four of Gunnison, Rob Jones, Soze and Larson. Midfield three. Um, holding players, Matty Jack with Slivka and Rosa. And up, up front, it's uh, Radon, Stokes and Patalinen.
3: Yeah. Uh, the final place on that team um, is Ivan Sproul on the right wing. Uh, yeah. He's my Northern Irish representative of my team. It was between him and I'm just about old enough to remember the back end of Michael O'Neill. The back end of Michael O'Neill. <laughs> 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 There's a story there.
0: What
3: um, but, about <laughs> um, but no, um, I, Ivan Sproul. Uh, for me, I think it's sheer pace and athleticism and with him and Vaz on the wings and Pat and up front. I think there's just a, a really clear directness about my team and how I'm going to play. Um, and I just, I thought of Ivan Spill and Nicky Gunnar the right-hand side. Anyone watching on YouTube, you can see me doing 3-3, because Croatia have just equalised in the ninth second minute against Spain. Shut up. <laughs> fucking hell, I'm way behind you. I'm like two minutes behind.
1: Oh, I tell I don't no, like, like yeah. folk that ruin games for a Oh You horrible scouser. Yeah. No, I'm not
0: my fault, he's not watching it live. <laughs> Makes me feel like my laptop. Um, mm. So what's
1: Should your
0: fault? I'm going to give it Liam, I don't think Do our team. teams are that dissimilar then, because nah. I've got to throw it right wing as well. So what is for yours?
1: Uh,
3: Daniel Anderson. Nicholas Gunnarsson, Sosie and Larson, two centre backs. David Murphy, left back, and the right wing Ivan Sprout In the Matty Jack role. I've got Matthias Jack, William uh, Miller and Dennis Rosa as the two centre midfielders in front of him. Ricardo Vaz Te on the left, and Maxi Patlina in up front. One thing I would say is um, I know this is the the official like Hibs Honorable Mentions podcast, and we love to give honorable mentions out to people. Um, but the French was undoubtedly the hardest nationality to beat in Irish because <laughs> French players are left out. Davos Zatelli, Ian Bouzlin, Freddy Arpignon, Mark Libra. and the last could one, That's just the ones I could remember off the top of my head. Um, defend, I'd
0: have given you. I'd have given Sol Bamba. No, because he was born in France. I, was ha- I would have, no, I would no, have given no. it. I would have. I would have given it. Cote, um, Duvoir. Cote Duvoir. My, my team is Marciano, same back four as Liam Gunnarsson, Lorson, Soze, Murphy. Alex Gogich in the Matty Jack role. Matty Jack in the Alex Gogich role. Dennis Rosa being allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. Sprout on the right. Stokes tight off the left with David Murphy bombing down the left-hand side pass uh, beyond them, giving him the width. And Christian Doidge up front. I also managed to make a bench of different nationalities on all. So Daniel Anderson is the backup keeper. Paco Luna for Spain, Miksu for Finland, Shelton Martis uh, for uh, Netherlands, but he did play for a different international team. Netherlands and teams,
3: mate. That's not Europe. Netherlands and teams is somewhere in the uh, Caribbean.
0: Oh, that's my bad. (laughs) Well... Who else did I have? Uh, Philip Moraes for Portugal, Slivka. And I wanted to... I was really hoping this guy's name would appear uh, and I had him in my team for a long time to fuck off, Harry. But Stefan Mionga for Belgium.
1: That That is horrific. If, if he was that's in a start, I would have genuinely handed him my resignation for this podcast. I would have been that funny
0: in the slightest. Like, like, oh. so that, oh, that, that, that was just... That was just... Pucking players, some nations that I hadn't yet picked. Right, so who is confident that their team, if we, if they were doing like a, a group stage, who who thinks? I think Harry's team's finishing
2: last. I, I think you're, I think you're delusional. I think, I think you reckon that Saint John's would move done shite this year. Saint John's done on two cups. What about my Hibs team? We're betting Saint John's. Fuck! I don't have Steven Beresford. They don't have Steven Look at my team setup. How How are you going to score against that team? Mate, you've got Tom yeah, James going, going down your left right hand side with Slavkovs.
1: And then you get, <laughs> get <laughs> past Slavkov. Who's next?
2: Nick Martin Jack. Go, get past Nick Martin Jack. Who's next? On the left. Uh, Harry.
3: Harry. I love that your team. You said it was built win Scottish Cups. Do you remember what happened last time Tom James played at Andon?
2: Aye, because he didn't have Nicholas Gunnarsson beside him. <laughs> I would have crumpled with it Can you remember the last time Sozzy played at hamden Neither can I, um, so okay. I no, my, my team, Hammond's doing Wins this competition Your teams are all pish and too similar Yous would all pick points off each other And my team would win three from three easy. I think
0: Myself and Liam have the strongest Right hand side Sproul and
2: Gunnarsson I, think and that, I genuinely gonna... think Gunnarsson At right back is wasted I don't think he provides anything going forward in the way that um, Tom James does. Oh, well, wow. okay, so, so You need to
1: go for your sir. For, for, for the
0: Twitter polls, for, for, for the Twitter poll, I think I'll see if you agree with this, but given the overlapping players that we've all selected and stuff like that and the different formations we've picked, I think... From so scribbling it down, the best way to get a team from all the different options would potentially be to play a three four three. So I think we'll put the poll out in that sort of way. So goalkeeper right centre half, centre half, left centre half, wing backs, two centre mids, and then forwards, if you like. So we'll probably put players like Stokes on the on the left side and Riordan and stuff like that. Um but We'll, put, we'll start putting that out probably over the next couple of days when the, when the podcast is out. But um, are you all happy with your team? Was there anyone that you really, really wanted to put in that you just couldn't get in?
1: Boozy. I, I uh,
3: <coughs> Boozy for me as well. B- bu- Boozy. Yeah. Hands of telly for me, I would have done my, yeah. The other one that I agonised over was that I had Nick Colgan originally in goals and I kind of wanted to keep Nick Colgan. But then I took him out for Stokes and then I ended up taking him out for Miller. Yeah. That, was tough, that was a tough one.
0: Yeah, the hard—I would say the hardest, the two hardest decisions for me—and I think I came out on the right side of one of them was Marciano and Anderson, and I just think Marciano's better. And then the striker, Doig and Mixon—I think on reflection, I, I probably got that one wrong, um, and I'm pretty sure the Twitter poll will reflect that. Um, no.
2: For my team, I went with the saying that Brexit means Brexit, so I didn't uh, pick any English or Scottish players. Everybody knows that Wales are independent from uh, England and Scotland, so Tom <laughs> James is absent from that argument. Um, but yeah, no, But see, the thing is, I don't think you guys have got the team morale that I do, and I, I made sure the language is all matched up with my teammates so they can all speak the same language. There you go. My team
3: speak the language of playing football.
2: You
0: know, I mean, you one line, there is one language. Who was it? Who was that? Was Graham Sures it? Was no? Who was it? Who was it? Was it Graham Suresh Said it not that long ago. Oh, someone said it on the telly. Was it Baby Might have been. I can't remember. Someone said on the telly, "There's only one language, and it's football son. I can't fucking remember. I've seen it somewhere. No, I tell you what. It was fucking Kevin Kyle on Up and Go, you fucker. <laughs> Wow. Kevin Kyle and Open Gold they were talking about foreign players or foreign managers and going abroad and stuff like that and he went oh well there's only one language and it's football or something like that football's only one language or something along those lines so I'll just pretend that I never said any of that um, Greg if you were to take Derek Ireland out to, to not have a Scotsman in there who would you replace him with would it I don't think would Sproul like you've got anyone from Northern Ireland there? With would anyone else
1: um yeah, probably Sprill. To be fair, it's the only one that I would really, if I couldn't have someone from Scotland. Um, I thought
0: that we, I thought Sprill definitely would have been in your team with the little, uh, um, with the little picture uh, that you have of him from years ago that got brought up when we interviewed him. Another plug, go back and listen to that. What, a, <laughs> here's what? interviews did you prefer, Matty Jack or Ivan Sprill?
1: Um, that's very difficult. I think Ivan's would have been good if. if he was in the middle of nowhere on his mobile <laughs> data. Um sounding like he was on dial up broadband or something. Um I like Matty Jack so He was like probably one of my first proper heroes at Hibs He would just go about smashing boys and class, you know. Um but yeah no, I enjoyed the two of them and Ivan Swill was a bit more recent and good story to tell about him and Boozy, so... I'm <laughs> listen to that, that other, as well.
0: Harry, any other Hubs business?
2: Um, main one that I wanted to say, um, we brought up, I don't, I don't think it was last week, I think it was the week before, but when Josh Doig, if any bids that weren't good enough, I was hoping that yeah. they would reject them. And obviously, 2.5 million came in and it got smacked back. So I just wanted to bring that up and see your thoughts. And uh, I was very happy when I saw the fact that we flat out rejected it, which was good. I think I
0: read that... Um, it was sort of two and a half million up front and it was going to rise to four million as well. And we still knocked it back. Um, I'm sure then I actually, like when I clicked an the article and read it, found Watford had valued the full deal at about four million and it was two and a half mil up front. So, yeah, not completely echo what you've said there. With a, um, it's just not enough, is it? I, because the if I'm honest, you, it
1: would need to be four mil up front and then rise into, I don't know, five and a half.
0: That's it, and we've seen what George Doyle can do at this level, at Hibbs' level, but he's only 18, like, I don't think you want to structure too much in the deal in the future, obviously you do want to hold that interest, like, we've got with McGinn and stuff like that, but, I'm not saying it so times, but he could break his leg, he could go to England and be shite, like, that, it, it could happen, Liam, what, what did you make of sure? that?
3: Like, it's a difficult one for me because I, I, I don't think the money is right anywhere, anywhere near right in the deal and I think Watford have just signed Danny Rose um yeah. and they've got the boy Messina that plays left back as well who played most most games in the Championship last season so um if he was going to be like, in third string or going in the development score at Watford I would see that as a major downgrade for his career and actually I just kind of want what's best for him but also kind of want what's best for the club so I think I think five million up front. I don't think it's unrealistic with with potential add-ons. I, I genuinely don't think that's unrealistic in the current market. English clubs have got nowhere else to go for their young talent, um, and even the potential loan back clause put into that for another twelve months, if he's not going to play. Because I, 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 as much as Danny Rose's stocks fallen over the last couple of years, I don't see him going in the starting lineup ahead of a player like that at this moment in time. But I don't
0: know, and he, he won't he won't sign for Watford for pennies either. That's the. There'll be a there'll be plenty of money involved there. Um, a wee kit. Wow, is all I have to say. We've not obviously we were ranting about the home kit last week. Greg, is it enough to get the to get you interested in potentially for the first time in donkeys years buying a kit?
1: Um, I usually buy the shorts instead of the tops, and the shorts are quite nice. Um, maybe I will buy the top. I don't know. Um, but I'm guessing we'll be bringing a third kit out.
0: Yes, Greg McEwen did. I think he said on Twitter because
1: that that's two of them. Obviously, of with the Shellick, like we can of play against them in the two kits we've got at the moment. So it would have that, yeah, I think there'll be a, a third kit coming out, um, I would no imagine. I like what Joe have done with the kits, they're, they're very nice, they're different to what we've had in recent years. So um, I'm a massive fan to be honest.
0: Uh, I, I love them both uh, i think i'm giving edge to the away one obviously we ran the poll and i think the away one got 51% uh, there was like 250 odd votes uh, on on the poll and the away kit got 51% of the votes so that tells you just how good the two kits are Liam, harry which one got your vote um for for me i i, I, I like the away kit but i
2: love the home kit i, I I, I just don't really understand. Like, I, I get it's a nice kit, but I don't really get the hype of the away kit that much. It, for, for me, it's a nice kit. I don't think it's groundbreaking. Um, I don't think it's nearly as nice as ones that we used to have in the 90s. Um, but the, the home one for me, I just I think it's stunning. I don't know. If, um, also, I really don't like Dunfermline and the away kit. It reminds me slightly of the Dunfermline kit. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I, I'll grow on it. It will definitely grow on me. But at the moment, I don't think it's as groundbreaking as quite a lot of the fans think. But that's just my opinion. It's definitely a difference of opinions there it's not like a bad kit or anything yeah I think, the
3: whole, I think the whole one just edges it for me i think the whole one's just got that wee bit of extra longevity just with the yeah. the kind of design of the it's city on them. it um i think both of them are classy as though i really like the way it went to I, I, I like i i, I really liked when i first seen it and i saw the detail of the different greens on the Aye, the, yeah. the, the pinstripes down i thought that was just a really right. classy touch they're quite um What's like the opposite of being a template? They're quite personalised kits as well, which is a nice touch. And I know they probably do that for the first first kits. But uh, now they've done a. I've been really pleasantly surprised because I wasn't like totally convinced they were going to be amazing. But actually, they've exceeded my expectations so far by by some way. I would say.
1: Again, it's like how do we top this now? Because this is like the pinnacle. And how have we got them for three years? But that's the
0: thing, though. When when you've seen. You see, what macro? I mean, I, I liked a few of the macro kits. Don't get me wrong, I did. I thought the one when they first came back up was decent, and I wasn't all that opposed to the diamond one. And I liked the black away one with the with the white and green uh, sort of stripe down it. But three years we've got them for. It's our biggest ever deal. So even when you look at it just from a commercial point of view, it's already a great deal. And you'd probably accept two. And would borderline say they're both ten out of tens. I don't think anyone else has done that probably since the sporties. Maybe the ninth kit when we won the Scottish Cup. But if we didn't win the Scottish Cup, would it be rated as highly uh, as it the was? The ninth yeah, yeah, kit. Well. Did you like? do you think that was? Do you think even without the cup, it would be regarded as as good yeah. a kit as it was?
1: I think it was nice. I liked the collar, and I really liked the away kit that season as well. I like
0: the purple. It would be putting
1: it would be putting the file off. That was really nice, but the team was shite. That's quite a few of them have been through the years. So yeah, um, I really liked that one.
0: Right, cool. No Harry's high beach this week. I guess the one final point. Any preference? Is it Andorra or Gibraltar? Is it Ag- asked any at
1: as long as we're on the green list, who cares? <laughs> I
2: guess, are, are you guys thinking of going? Go on? Like if get, uh, actually, what's the rules with COVID in that? Because I got my first job today. I'll have to get the second one the day if it means I can. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
0: Yasef confirmed there was no going to be any away fans, didn't they? Well, Yeah, Yasef at no point confirmed that, but Glenn Gordon Gordon
1: did. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's not really the fans that had not asked about going to the game. Hmm. It's about can you actually go to these places? I think you can go to Gibraltar.
0: I don't think you can because it's only the islands that have been moved onto the green list. Well, I think you can go to any of them, but you've got 14 days shoved up your chuff when you come back if it's Amber, thought, which they are both now. But mainland Spain, sorry. mainland Spain isn't, is still no, Amber, not mainland. Gibraltar's not mainland.
3: The is brothers
1: Balearic, Balearic.
2: Island. Is it? I mean, if go for Joe, let's go. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing is for Your me.
1: geography is absolutely murder, by the
2: no, way. No, really, it's normally really fucking good as well, but for some reason...
3: Oh, no, it's, it's not, not actually. It's not Balearic Island. Just Google it. It's an Iberian Peninsula. <laughs> so I don't know if
0: long, it is on the green list or not. Is it not pretty close to mainland Spain, though?
3: It's, a lot it's closer basically than... right in between Spain and Morocco, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's, is that another subject of the film the business where they try and ferry the drugs over and make it
1: yep. up on the, mm-hmm. the mainland? But <laughs> what a film, by the way. Time out, My guy. Yeah, any but, presence but of Gibraltar is technically British. British. So it's a British overseas territory. Isn't it Yeah. Couple of them got a so lot to answer though. for the Brits in their overseas <laughs> territories.
0: Right. Well, so what are we saying, Gibraltar's a presence then? Over Andorra. Where Andorra, like? Um, Between
1: just in Spain and France. France. Just, uh, just right.
0: Basque country. Pyrenees,
1: isn't it? Right. Pyrenees, aye. Right. Eh? Right. There we go. Right, Might well... Not, not a lot of school,
0: but I, I, I know my, my hills there. <laughs> 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 right, well, we'll be back next week, a week into pre-season. I'd imagine, there'll have been some movement on the sign in front. Um, I've not seen anything to suggest if Jackson Irvin was or was not training today. Um, the articles did say that um, the, the deal's still on the table, so who knows. Um, but I didn't see anything about if Martin Boyle had been given extra time off. I know Niz, be, has because been... Because they only
3: just finished up a, a week or
0: two ago. So I don't know what the chat is there, but Scott Allen's back. Jamie Gallan's back in a pair of retro boots. That was lovely to see. Daniel McKay's Steven in Allen's door, back. So My man was back from Turkey for... Uh, A couple of weeks weeks before he goes and gets his teeth done when he moves back over there, no doubt. But, hey, lads, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Cheers.
2: Bye. Bye.